Good morning. The time is 9 a.m. on Friday, March 20th, and you're listening to KOPN Columbia, Mid-Missouri's source. For in-depth news, diverse talk, and music of the world. We are more than radio, we are community radio. That means if you can hear this, you're a part of this. Our signal reaches far and wide across Mid-Missouri in a 50-mile radius, including Boonville, Fulton, Jefferson City, Moberly, and everywhere in between. And of course, you can find us on the web 24-7 at kopn.org. This morning, we are interrupting our regularly scheduled programming to bring you a very special local report and update on the unfolding coronavirus situation in Mid-Missouri. Joining me by phone is Elizabeth Alleman, MD, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters, which airs every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on KOPN. Elizabeth is one of the many healthcare professionals on the front lines in our community, administering tests for the virus and doing what she can to make sure our community is prepared and responding adequately to the growing pandemic. Also joining us by phone is guest Sarah Williams, social worker with a background in community planning and preparedness. But before we dive in, if you have a message you'd like to share regarding the coronavirus situation in Mid-Missouri, you can call 573-874-1139 and leave us a message. We want to hear from you, and if appropriate, we may air your message in future broadcasts. Again, the number to call to leave a message is 573-874-1139. Thank you for joining us this morning, Dr. Alleman and Sarah Williams. Good morning, Tim. It's an honor and a privilege to be here and so valuing KOPN as a community resource. I'm so happy to have you. Good morning. Good morning, Sarah. So I first wanted to just start with um, saying what probably everybody already knows, and that is that we have expanding documented lab-documented cases in Missouri, uh, documented uh, community spread in Missouri, and we have some uh, expanding cases in uh, Boone County and Columbia as well, and those numbers are changing by the hour, so I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about those. There are other great resources to find those numbers. Um, but we also we're seeing all of this despite the fact that we have very limited testing capacity for a complex set of reasons. Um, but the testing capacity is expanding. I'm expecting that we'll see additional cases documented, and that may seem really frightening and it may feel like, oh my goodness, the case, the situation is changing, which it is. But part of what's happening is we can finally see there. Um, so I'm expecting that as these documented cases come up, that uh, our elected uh, policymakers and business leaders are going to um, change their practices, and we're going to see um, even more restrictions on movement and uh, commerce and gathering. Um, and uh, I just want to um, give a disclaimer that um, in all of this, our this is a new situation. No one alive has experienced the pandemic like this, and we're doing our best. Um, but um, our understanding is expanding and evolving, and anything we say today could be a little different tomorrow. So just take that into um, consideration. So right now with limited testing, we can't really tell who, who among the sick have this COVID-19 disease and who among the sick has the last bit of influenza I mean, we can do some tests for that. And who has spring cold? And rather than trying to figure that out, what I am hoping people will do, what I'm asking my friends and neighbors to do, is to just 
pretend that if you have a cough, shortness of breath, or a fever, or you're not feeling well, that you just act as if somebody told you your COVID-19 test was positive and do exactly what you would do then. Um, so that you would stay home, uh, you do what we call isolation, you would stop seeing people, and you would call all your contacts in the last three or four days and ask them to quarantine. Um, and uh, then I would like for you to turn, once you've done that, then I would like for you to turn on your um, doctor, uh, um, uh, Dr. Merryman, the anthroposophical concept of having a cheerful confidence that your body has survived up until this point and uh, has demonstrated its resilience and will certainly survive this next one um, and uh, then implement self-care strategies. So I'm wondering, Sarah, whether you what isolation and quarantine look like on the personal level? Like, how do people actually do that? Thank you for having me. So isolation and quarantine, obviously, are designed to protect those around us. Um, from a person-centered perspective, that's going to include, obviously, self-care, but really Addressing that feeling of powerlessness that that many of us meet. Um, so helping with that is going to be establishing a routine. Um, regardless, we are all facing a new sense of normal, a new a new normal. So establishing a routine, whatever that may be for us, and then keeping in mind that we are helping indirectly or directly in doing our part by social distancing, looking out for others, not potentially either spreading an organism virus um, or, you know, burdening the um, resources that are available. So what are the rules of isolation and quarantine, Sarah? That's a great question. So isolation is going to be no direct, no contact. Um, quarantine is a different conversation. Um, legal definition for quarantine, I believe, is 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 going to be best um, identified on uh, DHSS or HSAS websites. Um, but that's absolutely going to be, you know preventing any kind of spread by direct contact, um, airspace, or uh, tactile surface touching. Right. So it means staying home, um, not going out and about, and limiting. So it doesn't mean that you can't leave your home. Uh, you can go for a walk around the neighborhood, but that you should not interact with any person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to speak just a little bit. We only have a few more minutes about the difference between spread uh, via person to person contact and these things we call fomites, which are the surfaces, the shared surfaces that we touch. And I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to that, Sarah. That's an interesting um, piece right there because that's where a lot of our fear comes in um, and a big part of worried well is the fear. So being conscious of what we touch, 
Um, and the most, very most basic hand washing, soap and water, 20 seconds, is super important. Um, but just approaching everything from a caution standpoint, and that is not out of panic or fear, but out of conscious mitigation. Mm -hmm. Approaching yeah, everything as though, you know, it's a potential for um, spread. Yeah, and I also want to make uh, clear that as far as we know, again, it's evolving, but so far what we know and what we believe is that almost all of the spread is person-to-person -person through shared airspace or from coughing on each other or from touching each other. And that while this virus has been done, absolutely clean surfaces, soap and water is our best ally, um, uh, that we don't really need to use these other harsher chemicals, especially if we're finding ourselves short in supply with them. But that the main thing is that we not contact other people, that while these these uh, viruses can live on surfaces, we don't think that's most of the spread. We think most of the spread is when people gather together in buses and trains and cars and living rooms and uh, workplaces and uh, businesses and restaurants, and that if we can limit that, that is what we think is the very best way to um, diminish spread. Is that your understanding too, Sarah? Absolutely. That's why and educating edu and making sure people are educated so that it's from a perspective of um, routine confidence um, as opposed to fear. Right. Tim, did you have anything you wanted to add in the last minute we have here? I don't have anything personally that I would like to add, but Elizabeth, if you want to give our listeners any any more of a, a brief update, we can take as much time as you need just about okay. testing and uh, yeah, the okay. local situation. So, I know you have a unique perspective, yeah. and I think people would like to hear it. So I um, right now feel like the thing that would be the most helpful to policymakers, whether that's the individual person, because we are all policymakers for our own selves, and those of us who are parents or are caring for other relatives or the policymakers for our families and our households to the extent that they'll listen to us. Um, and then we have our elected sadly being asked to take, make huge decisions without the kind of information that they should have expected from our medical and public health forces who are working as hard as they can, but for many reasons we're not able to give them the the thing that is going to help them make decisions is when we can actually get laboratory documentation of community spread of COVID-19 disease. And that requires testing people who have symptoms and who have not had a known contact and have not traveled to a place where we know there's community spread. So um, the university is still doing drive-through testing. They are limiting that to uh, contacts of known cases to some limited healthcare workers and to people who have traveled to places with known community spread. Um, Boone Hospital Center is um, taking a little bit different approach and they are allowing physicians in the community to write orders for lab tests. However, they are asking those community physicians to recognize this as a limited resource, that there's not really any benefit to the individual person to get a test to see if they have it. Because again, I think if you have something that would make you should be acting as if you do. 
However, um, it will help if we can document community spread. So um, if people would like for me to order their test, that's a, that's a free process. They call my phone number, 573-443-7070. If you could limit those calls to typical traditional business hours, that would really help um, me get enough sleep. Um, and the, the interaction to create a lab test is a free call to me. If you would like for me to, you know, step up and give you some advice about how to care for yourself and what to do next, then I'm also offering um, 10-minute phone conversation consultations for $20. And if that is a hardship for anybody, I have some scholarship um, money available. So I want to be available to our community to help people discern what's the wisest thing next. And also, I'd like to um, see whether we can either document community spread or clarify that many of the people are not yet having COVID-19 disease. So that's a, um, a resource. Is there something that the two of you feel like I'm leaving out? If you could, please just uh, repeat that phone number so our listeners have yeah, a chance so to take it's it my down. Off, yeah, it's my office phone number. It's 573-443-7070. You can also find me on Facebook, although honestly, Facebook messages that come through are a little bit, I'm, I'm having a harder time keeping track of which ones I need to respond to. Um, and my website is www.dralleman.com, and that's D-R-A-L-L-E. M-A-N-N. And there you can have a link to scheduling. So if you'd like to schedule the, the for-pay uh, phone conversation, you can do that. If you feel like you need more from me and want me to be your doctor, then during that conversation, we can make arrangements to that. So I am absolutely available for my patients and for new patients, but I'm trying to do uh, my time right now. So that's why I'm limiting the way people get that is to first to schedule a brief phone consult with me. So 573-443-7070. If you have cough, shortness of breath, or a fever, and especially if that's happened recently, and you are willing to be tested and potentially the first documented community spread case in Missouri, then I would love to talk to you and I would love to help you get a test. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for offering your services to the community. Uh, Sarah, do you have any final comments for our listeners? Thank you. So I think Elizabeth said it the best earlier, that we are our own policymakers for ourselves. So that is a way to help address our feelings of powerlessness, even if we are not sick. So doing our part by social distancing and or isolation quarantine as warranted. Yeah, and uh, I just want to say that I'm, we're hoping that this will be a regular thing, and we're planning on, um, I'm planning on calling in again on Monday. If there's any big event and news over the weekend, we'll see if we can, we can show up there. And unless there's something else compelling to talk about, I want to talk to people about how to handle going out in public for the necessities, like going to the grocery store, going to the pharmacy, getting health care. Well, I want to thank our guest this morning, Dr. Elizabeth Alleman. Um, host of Your Health Matters on KOPN and local family physician, and guest Sarah Williams, social worker with a background in community planning and preparedness. Again, as Elizabeth mentioned, we'll plan to do this tentatively again on Monday and perhaps every morning for the time being, every weekday morning. And um, once again, if you have a message you'd like to share regarding the coronavirus situation in mid-Missouri, I encourage you to call our office, 573-874-1139, and leave us a message. 
Um, we want to hear from you, and we may air your message in future broadcasts if appropriate. Again, that number is 573-874-1139. Thank you, Dr. Alleman and Sarah Williams. Thank you, and be well. You too. Thank you. All right, the time is 9.15, and you're listening to KOPN Columbia. We're going to get back into some music. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please stay safe and be well.